You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Now, before we get into this interview, I have an exclusive opportunity for you that I'd love to bring to your attention. And that is I have just launched a six to 12 month mastermind called the Circle of Influence, where I'll be taking you under my wing to show you how to build a platform online that generates an income for you so you can have more freedom in your life. I'm also going to show you how to become a powerful influencer online so that you can score interviews and so you can get exposure on major publications and platforms. And I'm going to even show you how to build these platforms yourself, such as a website, podcast, a YouTube channel, and a social media following so that you can get your message out there to millions. I'm also going to show you how to network with other incredible leaders online so that you can interview them and so that you can collaborate with them and really show you how to refine your story so you can share it in an unforgettable way to score more interviews, to score book deals, and to gain more speaking opportunities so that you can become a powerhouse leader. Now, if this speaks to you, make sure you head over to IamJoelBrown.com slash apply and get in before I close my doors on this live interactive exclusive opportunity where I'm going to go deep with you and with the community of Circle of Influence Game Changers. Don't miss this. Now, let's get into this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm your host, Joel Brown, and I'm here today with Amanda Bucci, who is an incredible business brand, life alignment strategist. Whoa. And uh, she runs the Bucci radio podca- uh, podcast. She has close to 600,000 followers at this very moment. Uh, so she knows what she's doing when it comes to building a brand online. And she has incredible engagement with her group, uh, with her followers. She has a, a mastermind out right now. And it looks like it's on and popping for Amanda at the moment. And uh, she's getting a lot of amazing feedback. So, Amanda, thank you so much for jumping into the Addicted to Success podcast. I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your insights today. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to be on here. And I'm excited to talk to all of your people. So, it'll be good. Let's do it. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So, Amanda, I've noticed you on Instagram, right? I think I've been following you for about the last year. And really? what That's I've noticed awesome. is, yeah, what I've noticed is the fact that you've grown very quickly, very quickly. And your engagement rate has picked up quite a lot. And I think a lot of people nowadays are really trying to build more of a social presence online. I think there's a lot of people out there that are talented and they, they get great results in their coaching and, and in the work that they do, whether they're a consultant or they have a product. What would you say has been really a uh, powerful uh, few techniques or strategies that you've used to really build a, a faster Instagram following? Yeah, that's a um, super good topic. So in the way that I like to teach people may not always necessarily be the path that I took. So the path that I took was pretty much just, I mean, I guess there's parts of this that I do like to teach, but there are just some fundamentals when it comes to growing a following online, right? So the things that everybody will tell you are to, of course, be consistent and add value. Those are the two things that you'll hear from pretty much everyone. And 
they're like, you know, the foundation layer. If you think of it as a pyramid of the things that everybody knows, of course, consistency and value adding are always going to be the thing. Um, I posted on Instagram, I guess every day for the last four years or for the most part. And they've always been long form captions. And I probably should have just started a blog, but I didn't know any better at the time. I was just like, Instagram is the place for me. And I mean, everyone's flocking to Instagram now, even though those who have successful blogs. So it's worked really well for me in that way. And the consistency and the value adding was me really just wanting to get on there to teach everything that I knew about fitness. And the way that I like to explain how I did it was that immediately when I learned something, I implemented it into my own life and then I shared it. So if you're getting started or you're new, or even if you are really successful now, you might need to go backtrack and think about what the people that who the people that you want to attract are number one, like who do you want to even be on there? I wasn't thinking that at the time when I was doing it, I was just sharing everything that I knew that I was excited about. So I was attracting people that were also excited about the same thing. And what's what, what are people struggling with? Like, what do they really need? What are they interested in? What do they want to know? Um, and it's not always what you think they want to know. A lot of the time, it's the way that you know, they might explain what they need. So if someone is in a different position than you, they might explain what they need in their own language. So the way that you kind of figure this out is a couple of different ways. Um, number one, I always like to just tell people, even if it is social media, it feels like a big platform. It feels like there's a lot of people on there. There's like 300 million people on Instagram. It's mind blowing. And yeah it can feel overwhelming and it can feel like it's hard to start relationships with people on there. Cause there's just so many people. Right. But right. I commented back to every single human that was engaging on my social media account for until I had about 70,000 followers, like every single comment I commented back. And I was just such an um, advocate for building relationships and I got to know my audience so well. And if you are on there right now and you're trying to grow and you're just posting and then leaving or you're posting and not engaging or you're posting and, you know, commenting back an emoji to someone else's comment and you're not really trying to get to know the people that are there, they're not going to really try to get to know you. I like to explain it as um, a friendship. I made this post once explaining, you know, social media engagement to friendship. So if you have this one friend that you always tell your other friends about, maybe it's Ben for you. I don't know. I have this one friend named Ashley and I tell everybody about her. Um, and because she shows up for me and she's always sending me voice memos on WhatsApp. Like, hey, how are you today? What's going on? Like, How's blah, 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 this thing in your life going on? Like, I know you had an event this weekend. How are you feeling? I know you tweaked your neck. Like, are you okay? And she's just always showing up for me as a friend. And that makes me want to show up back for her. If she needs a ride to the airport, I am there. And if you're doing that online as well, if you are there for your people, if you're doing an Instagram story poll, perhaps, and people respond back that they need something in particular and they voted, you should come back and actually create that content because they voted on it. And you said, I am, I heard you, I heard what you have to say, and I'm going to create this thing that you need. So although it can feel like a one-way conversation, you have to make it a two-way conversation. And that is exactly if I boiled it down to a science, like everything you can possibly do to make that two-way conversation happen, whether it's getting inside of someone else's DMS or going on their account and liking their stuff and saying like, I love your, what you're doing over here. And, um, 
collaborating with people. I collaborated with so many different people, although it was super far out of my comfort zone at times. Um, hiring mentors, joining masterminds, going to events, um, having a life that people are interested in following, even if you think your life is boring. Um, it gives you a really awesome excuse to go create amazing things in your life. So being a person who is interested and also interesting at the same time. Oh, I like that. Being someone that's interested, but also interesting at the same time. What a great drop of wisdom there. And you made so many great points. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, good. You know, this is the thing, right? Like we, we, uh, learn as much as we can. We go and implement it and then share it with the world. And I love that at the start of the conversation, you said that you were about um, implementing things and then sharing what came up. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like that's the game, right? It's like, how much can I take action? How much can I implement? How much can I test and tweak to see how I can get results? And I love that you uh, highlighted the fact that you were really there engaging with your audience in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, even now, I see you still engage at times, right, with, you, with your audience and you're like, you know, bringing them into your world. Yeah. I remember Gary Vaynerchuk, who's actually, he's been on the podcast uh, before and he was sharing that, you know, it's like inviting all your friends over people over to a dinner and then you leave the table right you know just like sitting there and like oh great but who was the guy that invited me right and that's like just like what so many people do on social media Mm -hmm. when it comes to posting but then leaving no comments or engaging back yeah exactly yeah it, it it can feel like for people like they're trying to befriend you or they're trying to engage with you or they're trying to have a conversation with you and if you're creating valuable content they're probably super excited to engage with you and it might seem inefficient but in the long term, the people that I've been communicating with, like they, they become clients, they have become clients, they've stayed clients, um, they refer their friends, they are obsessed with being in the community, they've become, you know, some of them have even become coaches inside of my program because they've just loved the community and the brand so much because I'm constantly making it feel like a family rather than feel like the Amanda show. It's not, it's about everyone else. And you know, it's also about how my insight can bring everyone together and elevate everybody else as well. Mm, I love this. I love this. So your business and branding coach, right? Yes. What have you found to be maybe like an actionable, an actionable thing that the listeners of addicted to success can apply in their life today? If they have, like an idea and, or they've just started their business, where would you start? What would be a great thing that they could implement that they can write down on a notepad right now and start yes. action today? Got it. Cool. Um, so I have this system um, and this can help you create content for the next month on social media right now in seven different steps. So if you think about different types of content and maybe we can do the days of the week. So Sunday through Saturday. And if you think about that, there's a lot of different things you can create online and it depends on your niche, of course. But from what I found, anyone who is showing up as a personal brand and you are, you know, kind of the face of your business like Joel is, but you also have addicted to success, which is a different side, which is incredible that you have that. Um, I have something like that too. I have, you know, my personal coaching and I also have a fitness coaching certification company. Um, But for the most part, for quite a while, for a lot of us, we are the face, right? So people are buying coaches or purchasing people, not necessarily just deliverables and services now more than ever because it's the time and period of who. So 
people and you are important and you always have a uniqueness to you that someone else isn't going to have. So being able to showcase that, but also being able to showcase your expertise, being able to showcase your niche and all of that stuff on a consistent basis on your feed is what's going to make it really cohesive for everyone who's coming to see your page and be like, yes, I want to follow this person. I probably want to work with this person. Let me find out. So if you do this process for every week for the next four weeks, your feed will feel super cohesive. And this is more of like a caption or a content process rather than just photos. Um, photos is going to, photos and videos will fully depend on your niche. That's a whole different topic. But if we have the seven different types of content that you can create, first is going to be personal story. So I always recommend sharing one to four personal stories that you have about your life experience that maybe connects to your big why. So the reason why you're doing what you're doing and the story that kind of created it or one of the stories, you maybe have multiple stories. You don't have to do a big, long, drawn-out story, but they can always be really short and quick and relate to people. Um, or a story that you learned a lesson from in your life that your audience can also learn as well. So that can be Sunday. And if you come up with four of them, that's going to be four Sundays. And if you think about that, we can fill this whole entire chart out for the next week, for the next month. The next is going to be your personal opinion. So it's going to be something you stand for, right? So anything that you believe to be true in your field, maybe. So something that for me, I, I believe to be true that if you are being fully and authentically yourself online as a personal brand and as a coach, I coach a lot of coaches, um, that is going to be your best long-term business move. So that's something that I like to repeat in my content at least, you know, once or twice a month as an example. Um, so a personal opinion, something you stand for, something you maybe don't stand for. You don't always have to be negative about it. You can be positive and, and say what you stand for, but you need to take a stance. You have to have an opinion on something and you have to take one side or the other. You don't want to be in the middle and be too wishy-washy. Um, and don't worry about, you know, offending some people maybe, or maybe pushing some people away because you're taking a stance in one direction. That's okay. That's, if that's you, the people that are attracted to that are going to be excited about you taking the stance because they also have that. Um, the next thing that you're going to want to do is have a teaching. So you want to make sure that you're teaching something specific at least once or twice a week. Um, you want to, I mean, as much as you possibly can. Like for me in the beginning, I taught so much because if you're, maybe if you're in the beginning, you need to show your authority and you need to show that you know what you're talking about and people need to be clear that they can get something from you, that they want to follow your page because you're constantly posting something valuable, that you're not just posting a bunch of pictures of yourself and that's it. Um, there's a lot of different things that you can teach, but like, what are you an expert at? What can you teach? What are some ideas that you have? What are things that you need people to know? If you got a client, what would you teach them? Um, the next thing that you want to make sure you do at least once or twice a week, and maybe this can be your, um, your Wednesday post, right? So a pain or struggle that your client is going through. Something that your client may be currently experiencing that you can help them work through or understand or shift their perspective. And this is going to be great, especially if you have a business, if you're hitting on any of your clients or your ideal clients' pain points and you're talking them through them, you're working them through, um, that's going to be really, really supportive for you and your business. The next thing is going to be an invitation. So this is going to be 
you know, anything that you want people to go do, whether it's listen to your podcast, whether it's comment, whether it's fill out a survey, whether it's apply for your program, whether it's click the link in your bio, whether it's join your free challenge, whether it's download your free anything. Um, don't forget to talk about what you do and talk and share about your expertise and share that you have things for people to go do. You don't just want to keep them in Instagram and, you know, they're really inspired and they're really excited, but they're not giving you their credit cards if they don't want to work with you. So you want to call them into action. People are very, very distracted. Um, people need at least eight to 12 touch points or so before they can finally go say yes to you. And they need to know that you care and maybe they're listening to your Instagram stories and you talked about it yesterday, but they didn't have the sound on. So you can say it again and you can repeat yourself and it's okay and it's not annoying. The next thing you're going to want to do is a student testimonial, a client testimonial. Um, you working with someone, again, this is if you have a service-based business or, you know, someone that uses your products or services, you want to share about that. You want to share their success stories. You want to talk about you working with other people. And finally, you want to show your own lifestyle. So how are you living the lifestyle? How are you walking the walk? What are you doing? People aren't just interested in how you help them, but they're also interested in how you're doing it yourself. Because if they don't see you living the lifestyle that they want to live or living in the way that they could look up to and admire and also emulate potentially, they might not necessarily connect with you as someone that they're going to want to work with. So hope you guys wrote all those down. <laughs> Damn, I was going to say, that's it's amazing, this breakdown that you just shared with us. I'm really happy that we're actually recording this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening right now, you can rewind this, you can pause it, you can write it down and take note. And, and the most important thing above all is to really take the action, right? Like, I love that you have this structure as well, Amanda, and you're very familiar with what your process is. I think a lot of entrepreneurs or even aspiring entrepreneurs out there are just winging it the whole way. They're trying to just I'll try this, see if this is good, try that, see if that's good. And they're kind of unconsciously floating through the, I, I guess, the realm of entrepreneurship and they, they're just kind of slowly growing over the years rather than having a great structure that allows them to be empowered day in, day out. What does your typical day look like for you? What, like if you could break down just a general day of like what your, your habits are, um, any practices that you have, what would that look like? Yeah, good question. Um, I love talking about schedules and time management. It's like such a, <laughs> it's such an important thing for entrepreneurs to have structure to their day. And I remember before I had a team, and I'm not saying you can't have structure without a team, but it was so much more challenging to create my own structure, my own deadlines, um, and working with people, even you know having client calls in the books and being able to schedule weekly recurring things. Um, is really supportive to creating some sort of structure. So structure for me is freedom, um, but I also like to have like a loose structure. So typically Saturdays I do take off, like fully off, don't work on Saturdays. Sundays are also mostly off, but sometimes I'll catch up on like planning or if I'm feeling like there's some free space, maybe I'll write. Um, Mondays, I usually have meetings with my team in the mornings at 8.30. Um, I do usually work out in the mornings, but sometimes I work out at night. Um, I don't always keep it super strict because I, I notice that when things are too strict for me and then I'm listening to my body and my body feels like maybe I want to work out later in the day or maybe I want to make sure I get something else in in the morning. Like maybe I'm feeling creative. I like to give myself some space. Um, so I don't really like to start work 
until about eight thirty, nine o'clock. Um, I will typically do like coffee in the morning, um, breakfast around nine or 10. Um, usually Mondays are meetings. Um, I like to keep meetings like in the morning. Um, I do schedule creative time. So I'll block out creative time for writing. And I do notice that if there's any sort of like scheduled anything before and after the creative time too close in between, it doesn't go as well. So if you are, if you're prioritizing writing, if you're prioritizing content creation, maybe make sure that's a full day for you. Um, I typically like to, if I'm like recording a video or doing podcasts, I love to just be in the creative zone rather than feeling like I have to coach or do logistical things. And then also just start being creative. It's a completely different energetic state, right? Even if you're coaching, um, I like to keep all my coaching stuff on the same day if I can. And that's again, a completely different energetic state where you're serving, where you're strategizing, where you're creating, you know, for someone else. It's a completely different state. So I try to organize my week in like blocks of the things that I'm doing. And I'm also, you know, running a business. So there's managing things that I have to do, meetings with my team, um, operational stuff, whatever we have to do. So meetings are typically like either in the mornings or on like a Wednesday or something. Um, and then other things that I like to do, I like to make sure I schedule in some fun. So I live in Venice, California, and I've been going to the beach to go beach dancing, um, with like a group on Mondays, which is super fun. And we have like headphones and we all listen to the same music and it's awesome. So I like to make sure I'm doing some sort of like fun activity. Um, I schedule in time with friends because that's so important. And if I'm not connecting with incredible people, I feel like my week is off. If I feel, if I'm not, um, exercising, I feel like my week is off. If I'm not spending time with my dog, I feel like my week is off. So anything that maybe you're prioritizing in your life right now, whether it's friends, family, fun, self-care, spirituality, business, um, health, just block out time to do those things every single week and create yourself like an ideal week. And I love doing that. I actually did that the other day. I had like an Excel document and I was like, what would my ideal week look like? And I listed out all of the things that I wanted to prioritize and I just put them in time blocks and I was like, this is it. I'm going to make my week look like this now. And yeah, time management is one of my favorite things. It's so funny because it, it can sound so general, like, oh, here we go, time management in yeah. self-development, but it's so freaking important, especially when you start yeah. leveling up, you're playing at a higher level, it becomes even more important because you realize that it's the little 1%, 2% things that make a huge difference. Yeah, and then if something's right? off, you feel really off. And I, I noticed yeah. that it's like my maybe I only exercise twice that week. I feel super off and then my work doesn't go as well and my mindset isn't in the best place. And as an entrepreneur, you, you need to be sharp and you need to be clear and you need to be focused and you need to be serving and creating and outputting. And if you're not inputting, the energetic balance is just going to be super off and you're going to start to resent your business and then you're going to start to get burnt out and things just go downhill from there. So taking care of yourself is a necessity, not a luxury. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Amanda, one of the big things I find that, you know, really excels uh, our mindset in personal growth and business at that is having a belief in ourselves, right? And quite often what I do when I coach is I focus heavily on like, what do you believe to be true about yourself? 
Mm-hmm. And I want to I want to get the listeners to jump into the mind of Amanda. I want you to share, even if you have like five things to ten things that you believe about yourself. This is going to get them to understand what level of belief they need to play at to really achieve the things that you've been able to achieve, but obviously in their, their own way. So what are some like things? I'm getting a, a private coaching session from Joel right now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get coached deep. by Joel on his podcast. <laughs> okay. What do I believe to be true about myself? Um, I believe that I'm a powerful being. I believe that I'm building an empire that's going to impact the world in a massive, massive way. And it's only the beginning. I believe that I have the ability to help people build universes. So create a completely different life that they never thought that they would have. I believe that I have a massive heart and connecting with me is a gift because I have such so much love to give. This is such a fun exercise. I like it. Um, I believe that I am an incredible mentor, friend, family member. And although there are plenty of things to work on, I still believe that I am, um, I have everything inside of me that I need to be the highest version of myself. Oh, Amanda, I love it. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Thank you Thanks for, for being vulnerable. That was a really too, great exercise. It yeah, take, it yeah. take, um, for your, what you said previously about how belief in yourself plays a huge role, it took a while to get to the point where saying all those things like I felt were true, right? So in the beginning, when you get started, it doesn't feel like the affirmations that you write down are actually true yet because you haven't maybe proven them to yourself yet. So... Mm-hmm if you're at that place where you're writing down affirmations and you couldn't even imagine saying the things that I said to yourself, start creating goals and reaching them. Start making promises to yourself and keeping them. And the more that you can actually do the things you tell yourself you're going to do and step into the person that you say that you want to be and take action steps towards that, the more that you're going to, you know, start validating yourself and seeing that it's actually true. And of course, belief before you actually do those things is so important. And setting the foundation before you actually accomplish anything is important. Um, But the more that you continue to, of course, like do the things that you say you're going to do and be the person you say you're going to be, the more that that's actually going to feel true for you. Yes, yes. Damn, you're hitting the nail on the head. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you ask so, the questions. Yeah, so thank you. Thank you. So there's this exercise that I do, right? I think it's really powerful is to draw a circle and then you've got inside the circle is your comfortable goals, right? And that's like, you know, what you know for sure. It's like, I know that I'm efficient at this and I'm definitely going to be achieving this. And then you have on the outer rim of the circle, you write out some goals called stretch goals. And the key here is write, you want to write at least five to 10, okay? And then the goal is every month you need to stretch out to at least one of those goals and give it a shot. I'm not saying you have to absolutely mm. kill it, right? But give it a shot. And it's really interesting. I find over a six-month span or a 12-month span when I talk with you know, my students, it's, it's so awesome to see how much they've grown because they, what they're doing is they're practicing stepping into the uncomfortable, 
right. then they're uncomfortable then becomes a comfortable and then their circle expands and I get them to actually draw a yeah. circle around those outer goals they've just written and then write some more on the outer and they start having this chart. It's crazy. It's like a circle, then a bigger circle and a bigger circle and they start getting excited and get motivated because they want to keep expanding their circle. I love and that. It's, it's a fun exercise and you know, for you, obviously you've done it without doing that exercise, right? Because you obviously this is like something new that you're hearing, but but you've also done it in a way anyway, because you've actioned things in your business with your brand, you've launched programs, you've done the hard things, you've got up on stage and spoken in front of people and run workshops. These aren't easy things to do. So you've been stretching this whole time. I think to like, like draw it out in front of you is, is uh, you know, it's really impactful. Yeah, that's such a powerful exercise. I really love that. And I just, I love the concept behind taking some sort of action steps outside of your comfort zone. And I know it's so scary. Like, God, there's so many things that I've done that have been terrifying. And when I, I actually moved to Los Angeles from Rhode Island when I was 21 after I graduated college. And I, like my middle name was comfort zone. Literally, I did nothing outside of it. I don't (laughs) think I have life experiences to share with you that are even interesting before I was 21. Um, Like I went to school, I did pretty well. I took some AP classes. I, you know, went out with friends and I don't really have a whole lot of like stuff I did outside of my comfort zone. I applied to only colleges in Rhode Island, which is the smallest state in the United States. And I went to school in Rhode Island and I just, you know, did everything that felt really comfortable and easy. And a friend of mine was like, let's go to Los Angeles for the summer. And I was like, no, I don't have any money. Why would I do that? And she convinced me to go and we got waitressing jobs. And that was like my first, like very, very uncomfortable thing. And I waitress every single day in Venice, And I went to Gold's Gym in Venice and I met people and then I officially decided to move there. I drove across the country. I started my YouTube channel. I did bikini competitions. Um, I went to fitness expos all by myself. Um, I, you know, started traveling all across the country and doing boot camps and meeting up with people and just doing all these things. And then eventually it all spiraled into just like being able to have so many opportunities and being able to create so much because every single step that I took, it's almost just like that exercise that you said, like my bubble expanded. And then the more that you do that, you realize that the circle that you create, it doesn't even exist. It actually is infinite. There is no upper limit. And once you get to that point, it's actually really crazy. It's really incredible. It's so true. It becomes edgeless. It just keeps expanding. Yeah. Like, wow, what else can I do now? Yeah. I, I think the thing, the conversation of potential is amazing. It's like, what, what is my actual potential? Am I playing at 5% right now? It may right. feel like 100 and other people see it and think it's 100, but you're like, no, no, wait a minute. I'm only playing at five. You haven't yeah. even seen what, what I'm capable of. Right. I love that conversation around our potential. Uh, Amanda, Another thing that I think another area for, for anyone in personal growth or aspiring for personal growth that's really important is skills. And skills is so uh, like underestimated and overlooked. Right. A lot of right. people don't want to even think about it because it requires a little bit of work and it requires discipline. But what are maybe two to three skills that you've worked at and committed to that you feel like you use quite often with your branding, your business in entrepreneurship that you feel uh, absolutely crucial that people should at least look into studying or even uh, uh, learning how to you know bring on board for their toolkit yeah huge um 
Okay, so I think one skill that came to mind that's kind of not necessarily directly related to business, but it's helped me so much in my business is I've actually competed in eight bikini competitions. So I've gotten very, very lean um, and I've done 20, you know, um, I've done eight bikini competitions, but a couple of them, maybe four spans of 20 weeks straight of dieting. And what that I mean, obviously it created quite a lot of things like some health problems and stuff like that. But what it did create was just a sense of discipline and understanding that I can do some very, very challenging things and being able to be so consistent with something that's so challenging for so many people. Um, you have to just keep telling yourself um, that you can and that you're capable and the more that you do that and break past the mindset blocks of like, this isn't working for me, I've been doing this for this long and I'm not getting this results, things are inconsistent, like my weight would always go up and down and I would say, is this even going to work for me? Um, I'm really tired. I just don't really want to do this anymore. Um, I don't feel like going to do my cardio. All I want to do is have a burger today and then still being consistent with the diet and the workouts it can relate back to business so easily because there's so many up and ups and downs, right? Um, and instilling that skill of discipline inside of yourself to be able to stay strong and steadfast and steady inside of like the flow and the craziness of life and business is such a powerful skill that's very overlooked, I believe, because um, there's going to be so many challenging things. There's going to be resistance. There's going to be mindset blocks. There's going to be maybe cash flow problems. There's going to be maybe lead generation problems. There's going to be lulls in certain months of the year. Um, there's going to be algorithm changes on Facebook and Instagram. There's going to be all of these things, right? And if you can't stay steadfast in your, um, in your body, in your mind, in your skills, then you're going to fall apart, right? So that's definitely one. Another skill is definitely writing. Um, writing has changed everything for me in my business. So like I said in the beginning, I started just writing long captions on Instagram. And I think the power of writing is so incredible. Um, someone that, that I follow, and that's a mentor of mine, John Romanello. Do you know who that is? I haven't heard of John Romanello. No. Oh, he's, a, he's an incredible writer. Um, and it's, it's just what he teaches essentially is the, the power of like storytelling and writing and why writing is never going to be going away regardless of how much video content and platforms for video are coming out. Writing is still always going to be universal and people can always read writing. So I think the skill of writing, whether it's writing a story or actual copywriting um, is so, so powerful for your business and for your connection and for your brand. And it's not just what you say, but how you say it and how you write it and how you put it into words that still really, really connects with people. Um, and I think the last skill is probably sales. So, sales is something that when I first learned it, I was like, this feels so wrong. I'm reading this script and it feels like it's not me. And a lot of my clients are like me where um, they're very heart centered people and they just want to help and they would do their business for free if they could, because they just want to help everybody. And that's <laughs> the type of person that I was. So that's the type of client that I tend to attract. And mm -hmm. I love like finding ways to teach people how to do have sales conversations and enrollment conversations that are a win-win that are heart centered, that don't feel slimy, that don't feel yucky, that don't feel like you're manipulating someone that you're just trying to convince them to buy from you. And I truly believe that really good sales obviously starts from believing in yourself and your product, right? 
So if you don't believe in yourself, it's going to feel like you're convincing someone because you're convincing yourself first. So you have to have yourself convinced that what you're putting out is actually going to help people and you believe that you can do it. And then once that's solidified, enrollment conversations become so much easier because you believe that you can actually help them. And once they start to say certain things and you ask them certain questions, and I believe enrollment and sales conversations are just asking really great coaching questions, honestly. Like, I'm sure you have the best coaching questions. I'm, I'm sure your enrollment calls go really well because you just ask such great questions. Um, <laughs> and it gets people to just think about what's really going on in their lives and what's really going on with the goals that they have not yet to achieve. And if you are so aware of your ideal client, you'll hear them say certain things and you'll know I can help them. Like I can actually do this and I have the right product for them and they're a great fit and they're going to have some mindset blocks around money. They're going to have some mindset blocks around whatever, but there's another skill maybe that's underlying of all of this is psychology. And I actually want to go back and take a psychology course. I wish I took psychology um, in college, but I want to take some sort of psychology. I went to a spiritual psychology workshop this summer and it was just so incredible. Um, I truly believe that brand strategists are just social psychologists. <laughs> and I'm not calling myself a psychologist <laughs> yet, but I really want to get um, even more educated and more and enhance my psychology skills even more. But it's just understanding the way humans work, the way they think, the way they make decisions, um, where their decisions could be even stemming from in their past life and their childhood, um, in the environment that they currently live in. And when you can understand this, like if you have the skill of understanding humans, you can win at social media, you can win at business and you can win with impacting people. Oh, I love that. That's so true. It's so true. Yeah. I think the thing too, right, Amanda, is that when people know that you care, this is the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. Like when they know that you're like, you legitimately are there not to even just help because help implies that they need to be fixed, that there's something wrong. It's like knowing that they already have that potential in them and you're supporting them in pulling that out. And mm -hmm. I love that you're saying, you know, asking them coaching questions is so true. It's like, oh, they're asking these questions because they're stimulating new ways of thinking and shifting into a new perspective, which also when they leave that call, that conversation with you, they're like, wow, this person actually challenged me to think different. And I felt different. Yes. And, and that's, that's better than trying to make them feel better than they are. They're, already, they're just feeling different now. And they're like, there's something about this person. And they want more of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Amanda, thank you so much for jumping in. I appreciate you sharing your words of wisdom today. Uh, if you're listening right now, if you could just take one thing, just one thing away from this podcast episode it could impact your life and not only your life, it could also impact the world around you. It could impact your, your friends, your families, your followers. So please take action on what Amanda has shared today. She shared a ton of nuggets. So please. Yeah. Implement Thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor. Beautiful. Amanda, where can we find you online? Um, AmandaBucci.com. And Instagram at Amanda Bucci is definitely my place. And then if you guys like podcasts and you want someone else to describe, subscribe to aside, aside from Joel, uh, Bucci Radio. And I'll there be interviewing go. Joel soon if he's down. Let's do it. Rock and roll. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. So, so, Amanda, we end every episode with this last question. And the last question is, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? That is quite the question. I don't know what's going to come out, but we're going to say something. So 
the mission of my company is to flourish and conquer and to support people in flourishing and conquering. So if you were to flourish and conquer, what would that look like? If you were to achieve exactly what you want to achieve and the goals that you have for yourself and to do those things while also being able to experience the growth and life that you want to have and be the person that you want to become and have it feel so fulfilling, what would that look like for you? And if you can just take every one step every single day towards flourishing and towards conquering, you are going to win at life.